Hello, and welcome to Tell Me What You Did. My name is Philip Shackelford, and I'm the Library Director at South Arkansas Community College. This series is all about exploring a variety of different careers and learning about the pathways students and others can take to pursue similar opportunities. I'm glad you're here, and I hope you enjoy. Let's get started. Well, good morning. My name is Philip Shackelford. I'm the Library Director here at South Arkansas Community College. And uh, welcome back to Tell Me What You Do. This is our uh, interview series that we're doing once a month with different folks. Um, and uh, today I have the, the honor and privilege of interviewing Mr. Robin Bridges, who is serving as the uh, county agent, uh, county extension agent for Union County, uh, Arkansas. And uh, so I think we're just going to jump right into it, Robin, if that's, that's good with you. No, that's perfect, Philip. Thank you very right. much for the invitation. It's my pleasure to, to uh, work with you today and try to inform as best I can. Oh, um, I guess the best, best, the best way to start is that uh, many years ago, uh, the National Congress passed the Hatch Act and the Smith-Lever Act and created uh, for the USDA an, uh, um, an educational component and formed the land-grant university system right. all over the United States. So every state of the 50 states in the, in the country uh, has a land-grant university. For Arkansas, that's the University of Arkansas. But for Louisiana, for, for, uh, for instance, uh, it's Louisiana State University. Okay. So here in Arkansas, the University of Arkansas serves the people as the land-grant university. Originally, the land-grant university was developed to to bring young people from all walks of life, but back in those years from the farm to college to educate them to a higher level uh, and hopefully give them the kind of the information and the training they needed to go back home and be more productive farmers. Sure. Because feeding people uh, is still a very important part of, of a strong nation. So the Land Grant University serves in that capacity. As a county agent, I am the University of Arkansas representative to and for the people of Union County. Uh, I bring the campus to the county. Uh, that way, all the citizens uh, across the state, because there's an, a county agent's extension office in every county in, in, the, sta in the state of Arkansas, all 75, so every citizen has access to that same research-based information that a college graduate would have. So if they choose, if they need information on farming, then, then, then I, that's my area of, of expertise. But we also have a county agent, Ms. Lauren McGar, who, who covers uh, family and consumer sciences, okay. uh, uh, health and well-being. Uh, then we have a 4-H program assistant that uh, works with youth development through the 4-H club program. And that's a national program as well. Again, um, actually sponsored and coordinated by representatives of the land-grant university to the people in the county where they're working. Right. So, and we also have uh, other components that, that are there uh, to serve the needs of the people, 
to try to help improve the quality of their everyday lives simply by providing them more worthwhile information to answer their questions on needs that they identify. Right, right. Okay, well that, that's fantastic. I appreciate the overview. I don't think, I think that's a, a, a great, uh, great big picture uh, to know. I don't think I, I knew all of that. So that's, that's good information. Um, so let's take it a, a different, uh, a different attack now. And what's the elevator pitch? Okay. So the elevator pitch is something like this. Uh, we are the University of Arkansas campus to the state. Mm -hmm. We provide research-based information to improve the quality of everyday lives of the citizens of Arkansas. In this case, Union County, Arkansas. Right. Okay. We, we, we work directly with the people uh, in most years in face-to-face -face contacts, <laughs> although COVID's made that difficult in 2020. Right. Um, but that's where we get the ideas for our most successful programs mm -hmm. because there's no need for us to develop a program on row crop farming in, in Union County because we don't have row crops. Right. We have we have beef cattle production. We have timber production. We have home gardening. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a few fruit producers, but we don't have any of the row crops that Arkansas is known for: cotton, corn, soybeans. So, do it for me to develop a program to help somebody raise uh, field corn better would not be very um, important for the people here in Union County. Okay. Uh, so, from the people of the county, we get the ideas that we need for our, our successful programs. We want to be able to provide them an answer for their questions, whether they call in or whether they come face to face, or whether they're part of our commodity groups like beef cattle, forestry okay. landowners, or master gardeners. That's Absolutely. where we get our information. And that's how we, we get our ideas for the programs that we develop. Okay. And, and let, me, let me ask too, because I, I know, I'm sure when you're talking to different uh, groups of people, you may have a different area that you emphasize. So let me ask, you know, are there different versions of the elevator pitch that you would use for different audiences, for example? Uh, really, uh, the, it changes based on the age mm. of the clientele. Our 4-H 4 4-H members don't care about that big pitch because they're right. not farming and, right. and unless they just help with a home garden, sure. uh, then they don't do a lot of direct production of food or fiber, but they are interested in the world around them, uh, how, how they can learn more about uh, the things that make up the world, how they can, um, can uh, learn enough to, to, uh, to raise and be responsible for, an animal project, a vegetable garden, or a flower garden. So basically what they need is information that is, uh, that takes what they learn in a formal school setting and allows them to utilize that information and, and show them where it, uh, where it fits in in their everyday lives. Science, math, mm -hmm. uh, history, um, whether it's environmental science, because there's a concern about the environment with mm -hmm. everyone, every, every living creature wants to be able to do something more for their environment sure. to make it more pleasing to them and better for everybody around them. 
So, so 4-H youth, uh, we're interested in developing them to become successful adults by providing information and opportunities to feel good about themselves and, and their efforts. Uh, with, uh, with my master gardeners, they could care less about producing cattle, pigs, goats, or sheep, uh, even though some of them, some of my master gardeners may, may come from a farm background, they're interested in what they can do to be more successful growing plants, whether it be flowering plants for beauty or vegetable plants for their garden and their home, or whether it's just how to keep their lawn greener and prettier than their neighbors. So <laughs> master gardeners are, are interested in plants. Uh, my cattlemen don't care anything about that gardening aspect. They want to know about uh, the production of cattle, how to manage their cattle to more efficiently and more sustainably. Right. So, so that's how the dynamic changes mm -hmm. when, when the FCS, Family Consumer Science Agent, works with her uh, extension homemakers, then mm -hmm. she works with them on foods and nutrition, on, on uh, home financing, family financing, uh, wealth and, or health and well-being, things like that. Okay. So, so they could care less about the farm aspect of it. Right. That's what makes the job really interesting is the variety of different questions that we get because people are unique to their surroundings, even though they may have the surroundings in common, they have unique interests and they're very diverse yeah and it, it is a from just just talking through those different groups i mean it's a it's a sounds like a diverse county from all yes. the different interests and, and so forth that, that are going on um so let me ask and, and back up a little bit and how you got started in this career and maybe take us through that journey a little bit well i like to tell people that i am a product of the program <laughs> um my dad worked in the oil field okay. that's what he did and to make his living. But we always lived in the country because he, he grew up on a, on a poor dirt farm in Texas. So we always lived in the country and therefore we had an opportunity, my brother and my sisters and I had an opportunity to uh, grow a garden, to uh, pick, pick and learn how to preserve fruit and vegetables. Uh, my brother and I uh, raised, uh, uh, pigs through the 4-H and FFA programs. We were, I raised uh, beef cattle and showed, showed a couple of steers. All of that encouraged me personally to try to go on to college. School was, I was fortunate. I liked school. I liked learning. So the grades were, were good enough to, to get me a couple of scholarships. So I was able to go to college and decided to get to, uh, initially tried for vet school oh nice oh vet school yeah great great uh aspiration but physics is a very tough course i'll tell you the <laughs> chemistry was no problem the math uh, but when i hit physics i didn't have a good background in it and it just killed my overall average so i knew i'd have difficulty being selected for something as prestigious as vet school Gotcha. So, uh, so I, I backed up and punted and, and got my basic degree in animal science, animal agriculture, uh, which I loved anyway. 
and uh, then had the opportunity to go to work for Louisiana Cooperative. I got my BS at Louisiana Tech okay. and, and was able to, to uh, go to work for the Louisiana Cooperative Extension Service. Actually, to me, it was a way to give back to young people coming up what I received when I was growing up. Sure. I had a great county agent, I had a great 4-H agent who were great caring adults and, and they encouraged me. Uh, and I had a great ag teacher in school and they all encouraged us to not just learn, but to learn it well enough to, to be able to share what we learned with others. So here I was with a college degree and uh, had an opportunity to uh, go to work for uh, the Cooperative Extension Service. So if I couldn't serve people in the area of veterinary science by being a vet for somebody and helping them with their poor sick animals, at least I could serve uh, by helping to, to teach others about what I knew about agriculture and that in my, at my young age, right out of college, uh, the young people that were 4-H club members were attracted to a younger agent. So, so I, I had the, the duty of working with the 4-H club development at that time. Gotcha. Then as I grew older and got, went, went back to school, got my master's degree in animal agriculture, uh, went back to extension work, and uh, the only break from 35 years of extension work was uh, I got to manage uh, a farrow to finish hog farm in the state of Indiana. We had 300 sows wow. and, and it was a nice size operation, but I soon found out that it wasn't near big enough for me to actually make a strong, uh, a really good living on a farm. It was just too small for, right. for that part of the country. Uh, I was producing uh, on 300 sows and we were doing so very, very effectively making a little money. Uh, but uh, all around me, uh, companies and and family farms were expanding to 1,000 sow farms. So right. a 300 sow operation was small potatoes. Right. Um, had the opportunity to return after six years doing that, which was a wonderful experience. Mm. I wouldn't trade it for the world because then it gave me, finally I had an opportunity to understand what my farmers were experiencing in the decisions that they made in managing their farms, whether it was cows or pigs or sheep or goats, I had, and chickens, I had some idea what, uh, what it meant to manage all decisions in a large farming operation. Uh, whereas before that, all I had was a 4-H and FFA um, project background. Uh, so, so I moved in, when I came back to Extension, I had the, the, the years of maturity and the experience, I moved into a full county agent position and started working more with the, with the adults right. in, the area, in the area of agriculture and natural resources. And it, it was, uh, it's just been a great pleasure, great pleasure. All right, well, fantastic. And, then, and this, this next question I think is, is something you've, you've probably, I, I think I've heard you talk about before, uh, in, in previous conversations and meetings and so forth, but uh, what is your favorite aspect of the job? Oh, there's the hands down. There's no doubt about it. You heard me mention it several times, helping people. Yeah. Okay. 
helping people. I have always felt like um, our service to others is important. If this is going to be the, the kind of world that we want it to be, we, we should all have a servant's heart. Not everybody does, and I understand. But uh, we all try, I think, in our own way to serve uh, in some fashion. I was just fortunate enough to find a vocation that allowed me to do that, and I got paid for doing what I love to do. You can't beat that. Win, win, you, it's a win-win, absolutely. You can't beat that with a stick. So, so helping people, um, and all I had to do was exchange research-based information, uh, knowledge that had already been tested and tested and proven to work. Mm -hmm. So you can't beat that when it, when it's when it's researched by the university uh, and and that level of, of scientific knowledge, right. then then that's that's some proven information that should prove to be uh, very useful. To, to those in, in agriculture production and, and other areas as well. Okay. Helping well, people. I had a feeling that's where you were gonna go with that, uh, with that question. But let's, let's kind of look at the other side of that coin a little bit and you know, what are some challenges that you face uh, in this career? Well, the, uh, the most difficult challenge is being able to, my mother used to tell me I could sell ice boxes to Eskimos, right? You've heard that. <laughs> heard that saying before. Yeah. Uh, so I've, I've always, uh, I've been gifted, blessed with the, the uh, not just the desire to help people, but liking people mm. uh, and being able to talk with almost anyone about anything. Uh, so, but the most difficult part of the job is convincing people who are, who are already fairly successful with what they're doing to try something new. Mm. Okay. That's big, yeah. so, so in the early years, the research was all based on agriculture production, how right. to be more productive, how to be more efficient, how to Im improve the bottom line, right? right. And, well, every producer wants to do that. Uh, every business person wants to do that. Right. But the thing is, over the last few years anyway, there's been a big shift away from agriculture production for production itself and more toward producing sustainably, mm. which means we've got to reduce our dependence on, on chemicals that we use in agriculture because of the damage they can do to the environment. Sure. Not everyone is concerned about where their food's going to come from, right? Because right. it's in the grocery stores. But everyone is concerned with clean air, clean water, mm -hmm. and, and their children and grandchildren growing up to enjoy clean air and clean water. Mm -hmm. So the environment is a, is a major concern. So agriculture production has moved from um, a, a money-making sole gain mm -hmm. to producing that quality animal or plant product in a sustainable way that reduces dependence on chemicals, 
save soil, keep soil in place, uh, and uh, also treats animals in a very humane fashion. So, so we now are, my programs anyway, and those of other county agents have moved toward uh, the humane treatment and the sustainable growth and development of the animals and the plants that we produce on farms. That's, mm -hmm. that's important today. But farmers that have many years in production uh, are fairly, it's fairly difficult to help them understand that today's consumer dollar has a conscience. Yeah. So, so that's, that can be difficult to get farmers to understand. Um, so the most difficult part of the job will and has always been to try to work with our clientele and convince them using research-based information that they can be just as productive, just as effective by trying a new method of what they've been doing for the last 20 or 30 years and being successful at it. So well, uh, that, that, that can make it a challenge, a challenge. Uh, but certainly it's not insurmountable if you like people. Okay. <laughs> there you go. I think yeah. you're the right person to do that then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think too there's that there's there's that added just kind of human nature, you know, resistance to change that we all have in varying degrees. Yes. Uh, you know, it, it, it's like that book, you know, the title uh, is uh, change is good, you go first. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's very good. <laughs> It's a, yeah. I think we all have some of that down down deep inside somewhere. Um, but uh, let me let me ask you this: What advice would you have for students or other folks who may be looking at pursuing this as a career? And and are there specific steps or credentials? What should they look to to kind of plan ahead? Okay. Number one, as we've already stated, you got to like people. <laughs> you got to be a people person, right. uh, and you have to enjoy the differences and respect the differences among all peoples because the clientele you're going to work with is going to be extremely diverse. The demographics are, uh, are age. Uh, the demographics are, um, are, are different cultures. The demographics are um, male and female. So, so the audience is extremely diverse. Um, so as you go through trying to get that basic degree in agriculture, take some, uh, some socioeconomic courses as well. Uh, take some, um, some, some courses that, that help you, some psychology courses that help you to understand uh, the motivation behind what people do. And you're still not gonna know enough. So, so you, you to, to become a county agent, to work for the Cooperative Extension Service in any state in the union. I could go to work in Hawaii, I could go to work in, in Maine, in Washington State, or in, in the four corners of, of, of the Southwest, mm -hmm. because I have the basic training that I need mm -hmm. with a, ba a bachelor's degree in a field of agriculture doesn't have to be animals. If you like plants, then you can get a degree in horticulture. Mm. Uh, you can get a degree in agronomy, which is a study of the soil, but you need a basic degree in agriculture. That's okay. number one. Uh, if you want to move 
to a full agent situation, then you need, I'd say, I, I tell my children, don't stop until that they have their masters completed. Right. Um, so they fortunately heeded, that's the one time that they listened to me, right? <laughs> so they both had their master's degrees and my daughter even went on and, and was fortunate enough to get her PhD uh, in agronomy. So she's, she calls it soil health science. She doesn't call it agronomy. See, that's what I'm talking about. The things, things have changed over the years, right? Soil health science. And that sounds good to anybody out there because they understand that. But if you say agronomy, they say, what? Right. What's agronomy, right? <laughs> so basic degree in agriculture, like you got to like people, you got to appreciate the differences in people and you've got to uh, enjoy the challenge of trying to educate and convince people to try something new. Mm -hmm. um, then you simply get online and you click up the, the land grant university for that state and you and you look for employment opportunities and if there's there's a slot available and you think that that's the kind of work you'd like to do working with people in the area of expertise that you have studied for the last four to six years then uh, then you're ready to go to work right. and uh, it, it doesn't take a lot more than that uh, except flexibility <laughs> you also have to be ready to accept disappointment just right. as much as your success. Uh, and then you can, then you end up feeling at the end that you've been very successful, even right. with the disappointments that happen. Okay. Right. And I think that's something, you know, that the flexibility aspect that, you know, farmers and gardeners, we're, we're kind of built that way anyway, because every year is different. You know, you can, yes, you can know what you're doing, but next, next spring might be just a little bit different and you have to kind of ride with, ride with the flow there and see, see what's going to happen. So, yes. Um, uh, it's, it's not, it's not a, it's not that it might be different. It will be, it will be different. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, that sir. It will be different. Well, let me ask you, you know, if there's, if there's anything uh, specifically or any, any specific person that you could point to as, as someone or something that helped you along the way. Well, I mentioned them earlier, uh, but I will say right now, that uh, I just say, God bless my parents. My mother, who, who God rest her soul, uh, was, was the, uh, the shoulder to cry on, right? And my dad, who taught me what hard work and life is pain is all about, right? right. So I, I learned respect and responsibility, certainly from him. And I learned to care uh, mm -hmm. through my mother's compassionate side. So uh, they were great. Then, you add my love of learning anything mm. with caring adults like the ag teacher that I had in high school, the, uh, the 4-H agent, uh, and my county agriculture agent, uh, and the opportunities that I had through FFA and through 4-H, then uh, they, they really not just inspired me to be the best that I could be uh, and to learn all I could, uh, but they all they told me, and I tell the 4-Hers that graduate have graduated under me over the years, now go out and make a positive difference in the world. Mm. And extension, uh, the, the extension career really allows you to do that. Sometimes it's one person at a time, 
but that's that can make a major difference in the world just one person at a time most of the time it's uh it's groups we get to work with with groups of people that have common interests uh, and have told us they need uh, more information in a given area so people will help you do this job and be successful at it if you'll just give them the opportunity yeah that's fantastic that's fantastic well we are recording this in november 2020 and this has been a tragic and very interesting year in a lot of different ways um, so I wonder if you could take a little bit of time and, and just talk about maybe how the, the pandemic has affected your work, the industry, um, kind of take that and run with it for a little bit. <laughs> yes, uh, the, the pandemic has severely limited the, the thing that makes this program great, that mm. makes this program successful, and that's our connection with the public. Right. Um, yes. Uh, the University of Arkansas has some outstanding um, technological advances like the Zoom that you and I are working on today. We have the tech to reach people and we do that. We use that whenever, that, whenever it's possible to limit the amount of face-to-face -face mm -hmm. personal contacts that we have. However, the success of this job is very dependent on our ability to reach the people to to make that personal connection with the individuals that are part of our programs we call them our um our supporters our volunteers our our uh, uh stakeholders mm -hmm. in this program and when you're not able to have that personal connection that when somebody's not able to open the door and come into this office anytime from eight o'clock to 4.30 and see the agent that they want to see, then that makes it difficult to be as successful as we were. Right. Um, it has limited my, uh, my commodity group meetings. I, mm. I usually have at least four beef cattlemen meetings a year. I try to have two to three forestry landowner forestry landowner meetings a year. Um, master gardeners meet once a month. And they're out there actively taking care of beautification projects all over the county. But the COVID pandemic has severely limited our ability to, to have that personal contact with each other. And I, I, I worry more about my clientele than I do about the success of our programs because they're the reason we're here. Okay? They're the reason we're here. Through the land-grant university, it's their taxpayer dollars that fund this program, and we work for them. We work for them, and, and our job is to be able to let them know not, the, not just the information we have, but how important they are Mm -hmm. to us yeah. and so that makes it a real challenge but the people that we have our stakeholders our clientele understand yeah. they understand the limitations that we're under right now and and they if anything have been more supportive mm -hmm. uh, if they need something they know all they got to do is either email 
or pick up a phone and right. there's no, I mean, you can practice social distancing all day long and still get the information that you want right. or that you need. Um, it's, it's, it, we're not alone. We, and we know that we're not alone. Uh, all educators, God bless the teachers oh, yeah. who are trying to teach in a formal setting when ours is very informal. They're trying to teach in a formal setting that is very structured. Mm -hmm. And that's got to be even more difficult for them right. and for their students than it is for us and our clientele. So, so we miss the, uh, the, the direct contact with our, with our people. <laughs> um, we understand the need for it and, right. and we respect Arkansas Department of Health and CDC requirements and the right. governor's requirements. And, um, Matter of fact, we'll, we'll stay under phase two. The, the director just mm -hmm. told us until January 15th. Wow. Yeah. Which means the office door stays locked. Mm -hmm. People that need something, they've got to keep calling. They, they've got to, if they want to come see me with a plant sample, uh, or if they have a concern over, um, over their lawns, yes, I can make home visits. We just have to practice our social distancing. Sure. So, so I'm not, I'm not totally restricted, mm -hmm. but, um, but it, it, it limits, it limits what we can do. Well, as just a follow up to that, cause I know um, here recently you, you had an event, uh, you came to talk about the ballot issues um, uh, at, here at the, in the auditorium and you were talking about the volunteer hours cause you, you guys have a lot of volunteer folks and I remember, I think you said the volunteer hours were actually up. Um, so tell me a little bit about that. Yes, the volunteer hours for, uh, for Union County uh, were up uh, this past year, even with the, uh, the pandemic, our 4-H uh, caring adult volunteers, uh, our master gardener volunteers continue to go out and try to do those beautification project, project, projects for the county. Uh, the uh, the cattlemen continue to uh, volunteer to to help at, at any time that they can. So and then we've got our extension homemakers mm -hmm. that uh, that Lauren works directly with that have made uh, more than three thousand masks over this time. Wow. So our volunteer hours actually went up in uh, excuse me. Actually went up in in 2020, uh, even during the limitations. People stepped up right. instead of instead of the group we work with are very very public minded, right. and uh, so they actually stepped up instead of stepping back and and living in fear, shall we say, right. that that this is going to get worse, mm. uh, and they they did their job. This past year, we had over 33,000 volunteer hours wow. from Master Gardeners, from uh, the 4-H club volunteers, from the, and that includes our youth volunteers, from uh, the EHC members. Mm -hmm. uh, and when you, when you look at $27.20 is what the, the value of a volunteer hour these days, wow. this, this year, so, so our volunteers returned in value to the county eight hundred and eight thousand dollars this past year. 
Wow. The, the quorum, the, uh, the quorum court greatly appreciates I bet. the fact that we're, <laughs> that, that through our programs, it's not, we're not doing anything but our jobs. Right. And, and the volunteers are so vital to yeah. help us reach and spread the message out there, whether it be uh, farming or, or youth development or family wellness and, and, and well-being, uh, or as you alluded to, our public policy center through the, uh, through the university mm -hmm. develops every election cycle, they develop that ballot initiative booklet. Mm -hmm. uh, that that goes out to the public. It is free to the public, and it covers the yes and no sides of totally impartially sides mm -hmm. of the uh, the issues that are on the ballot. Start out with six, down to three. So that's mm -hmm. all Arkansas voters need to worry about tomorrow is those three first three initiatives: one, two, and three. Right. The um, the, the group at Public Policy Center also does workforce development. They do all kinds of great, great things that you wouldn't think would come through the county agent's office. County right. agent works with farmers, right? <laughs> but that's, that's not, that, that's true, but that's not the limit of what the university does for the people. So, okay. but without those volunteers, that is very limited. That yes, is sir. yes. Sir. We're very proud of that. Sure are. Well, before we wrap up here, let me just open it up. And if there's anything that you'd like to go over, um, maybe that we haven't uh, talked about specifically so far, I'll just open that up. And if you want to take a take a few minutes, the other thing that that really because I have had the opportunity in my career, 35 year career, to work both in in Louisiana. Mm -hmm. with Louisiana folks uh, and, uh, and in Arkansas. Um, true, North Louisiana and South Arkansas, there's not a lot of difference among, among or between those, those groups of people. Right. They just live across the line from each other. Um, and many of them have contacts with where I was working before. Uh, and many of those where I worked before have contacts with people who live here in Union County. Right. So it it really was like moving to a, another room in the house. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very comfortable, very comfortable transition. Uh, and the support uh, since I've been here for the last 10 plus years, now I've, I've worked a few, a few more months, but for the 10 years that, that I was here, I don't think I've ever had the opportunity to work with a, a program or in my career with a group of people that were more supportive and more appreciative mm. of, of an extension, uh, all of what we do for the county, all the extension programs that we provide, people really truly appreciate it. And, yeah. and we, I've been able to, to watch the successes uh, that have gone on over the last few years. Without that, that county support without the volunteers that help us spread the word and share the information that they learn from us, uh, then, then you have a very limited program. But the one here in Union County is, is the size and the scope that it is because our agents are doing their jobs and reaching the people and then the people are going out and helping us reach even more. 
that's that's how this thing was designed to work way back in 1914 believe it or not <laughs> it was designed to work that way right. uh, and and it is uh, it is now and I think will continue to be even with a little different face on it because things in our world are changing sure. societal demographics are changing but we still serve the extension program through the land grant university still serves a very vital role in mm. trying to improve the basic quality of life of, of every tax, every taxpayer and their children and grandchildren. Sure. So I, I think that extension will be around for, for many years, many years to come. Well, that, that is good news, and, and that's fantastic. And I wonder if you could just tell us a little bit now uh, where folks can find information either about you or about the work that you're doing. Yes, sir. Quite simply, go to www.uaex.edu for education, edu, yep. and click enter, and you'll be on the homepage for the cooperative Arkansas Cooperative Extension Service. Okay. Then just just pick the tab across the top of the screen that you need information on, whether it's farm and ranch or yard and garden or business and communities, environment and nature, life skills and wellness or 4-H youth development. You okay. just click on a tab and it will give you even more information than you probably wanted to know. Or, <laughs> or just pick up your phone and dial 870-864-1916 and that will put you in touch with an agent right here in the county extension office. And we'll All be right. glad we'll be glad to help anyone and everyone. Our programs are wide open to the world and the we don't there's nothing we love more than serving the needs of the people. Well, that's fantastic. And I, I just want to, you know, say I, I appreciate you taking the time to do this today. I, you know, you, you've been one of my, my favorite programs whenever we've had you here at the library to do something. It's been, you know, of course, I kind of enjoy this, this kind of stuff anyway, but, uh, <laughs> but I've, I've always enjoyed it. And, and I appreciate you taking the time and we may have to do this again sometime. You never can tell. Anytime, Philip. Thank you very much again for the invitation. Much success to you and, and South Ark. And well, we, thank you. Thank you very we, much. We appreciate the role you play as well. So thank you. Well, thank you. And uh, we'll, we'll see you next time. Yes, sir. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you all for listening. For questions and comments or to suggest future guests for the show, please send us an email at librarystaff at southart.edu. That's librarystaff at s-o-u-t-h-a-r-k.edu. Also, please check us out on Facebook at South Art Library. We'll see you next time.